Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa. I'm your host. And today, I have the pleasure of speaking with performance coach Patrick Trumley, who's also known as the Level Up Dad. It's his mission to help people step into the role as the best possible leaders, partners, and parents that they can be. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah. For anyone who's not familiar with what you really do or with your work, maybe you can give us a little bit of an introduction into how you came to performance coaching or what you really do. Sure. Yeah. So I call it performance coaching because it's really mindset coaching. Um, we leverage stoic principles with uh, macro manipulation or nutrition and uh, physical training. Could be weight training, could be any kind of physical training, um, but we we use all of those in order to build the mindset. And the goal of building that mindset is to make us the best versions of ourselves that we can be. I like to say, make us the most elite version to serve our families and really serve the people that we interact with on a daily basis. Um, I came up, so I spent the first 25-ish years in the real estate industry. I was on the lending side, the investing side. Um, I was always really just chasing, making money, chasing the dollar. And as I'm sure you know, when you chase it, money runs faster and you never get enough of it. So I really started diving into to self-development, personal development to make myself better so that I wasn't always about the dollar. And through that, I really found a program that changed my life, right? It, it shifted my focus from making money to really just becoming the best person I can for my wife and my, my three boys. And by going through that process, the feeling that I have of, of serving and, you know, just that constant work to be better, I felt obligated, honestly, to put my message out to try and help as many people as I can. And so that's kind of how I got to where I'm at now. Um, that was about eight months ago where I, I fully committed to this and, I haven't looked back. I, I love helping people and the impact, not so much just on the clients that I work with, but more so their families to mm -hmm. see the positive effects that the mind shift or the mindset shift that they go through to see the effects on their families, on their kids, especially. And, you know, when the dads or the moms re-engage as a parent and, and really put effort and pour into their kids, I get pictures and videos of of people playing with their kids when they haven't gone on walks with them or gone to the park with them in six months. And now I'm getting texts with me messages and, and pictures like, Hey, we went to the park today and you see the kids smiling, swinging. And so that that's what it's become for me is, is all about spreading that message to try and elevate and, and lift people up. That's amazing. And one of the things that um I really connected with you on or that that stood out to me when I was looking through what you do was the leveraging of the stoic principles. Um, I'm, as most of the listeners know, I'm a huge fan of stoic literature and the philosophies behind it. Um, and I, I truly I, I try to incorporate it in one way, shape, or form into and my coaching as well. But I'm curious what your methods are um, or how you bring that across, because I'm sure people that come to you, they know they want to change their life. They probably have no idea how 
or what, or um, that, that possibly, they, they're probably aware of the fact that it might entail nutrition and a little bit of physical fitness, but right. I would assume the fewer of them um, are aware of the fact that maybe ancient Stoic literature could help them live a better life nowadays. It's, when, when you say Stoic principles, people kind of are like, uh, what? And it's, they, they think it's a fitness program, right? Because there's so many people on social media that are fitness this and fitness that. And really the mindset is, is what it's all about, right? So it's how we view the world, the way we view our roles and responsibilities. For me, the biggest principle that I've taken from Stoicism is purpose over pleasure. Right. My job, I have certain roles and responsibilities as the husband, as the father, as a leader of my family that I have to take care of no matter what. My feelings are irrelevant. I have a responsibility to get done, and my job is to make sure that it is done every day. And so that's what I do. And that's how I evaluate things. A uh, good example is at the end of the day, you know, I get up pretty early, um, normally up by three o'clock and into my self development before everybody else gets up. That way I have time for me so that I can be the best for them. But at the end of the day, I have a six-year-old son and he'll come up and be like, Hey dad, I want to go to the park. And it's like, okay, I'm tired. I've been doing stuff all day long, but at the end of the day, it's not, like I said, it's not about me and my feelings. I will go to the park no matter what with him. As long as I can walk, as long as I can actually push him on the swings, you bet your butt I'm going to be at that park with him. And the reason is as soon as we get there, he lights up, his face is so happy. He has so much fun. And that is what it's all about for me. I get my pleasure out of watching and serving my family and the joy that they get by doing the things or just whatever it might be, right? If it's reading a book or if it's going to a movie or going to the park, the effect that it has on them is, is what it's about for me. And that's where I get my pleasure. So by putting my purpose ahead of my pleasure, I actually get the pleasure that I'm looking for, right? Like I, I get the joy out of it because of the joy that it gives to my, my kids and my wife. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me is that. Yeah, I, I think that that's so beautiful. And it just really shows that knowing your priorities, I mean, that's just another word, I guess, for knowing your purpose. Um, right. So, so helpful and essential in all kinds of decision making, because clearly, you know, if someone, so, you know, you know, this is your purpose, your family is your, your purpose, your, your main priority. So if someone right. comes up to you and is like, Hey, Patrick, um, tomorrow, um, at night at, at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you want to go to the pub with us, whatever, or and, and chat, you're going to be like, this is, this is an absolute no brainer. I like hanging out with you and I like chatting. I like going to the pub. I like all these things not at eight or nine o'clock because I know I need to be up at 3 a.m. And I also know I want to spend some family time. So no, thank you, but let's do it maybe on Saturday at noon. <laughs> right? Exactly right. exactly right. You hit it on the head. I couldn't say it any better. You know, I have friends that are like, hey, let's go to the bar. And I'm not a big drinker, really. I, I stopped drinking a while ago. I used to have, let's say, a little bit of an issue with it. So I, I'll have a beer every now and then. I'm not against drinking, but I don't I don't choose to drink. So going to the bars really has no appeal to me, but hanging out with my friends obviously does. So it, it's been, a, as I've gone through this process, I have lost some friends because they don't necessarily agree with how I act, how I really just my point of view now. Like I, I am very staunch in my beliefs where, like you said, if what you're asking me to do is going to affect me or my kids and my, my morning process is everything to me, right? Like I wake up, and I have to do the things that I do in the order that I do them every single day. 
because it sets me up to be the best version I can be, not only for my family, but for my job, for my work, for my clients, for everybody that I interact with. And I don't allow things to get in the way of that. Again, it goes back to purpose over pleasure, right? Like I would love to go out and hang out. But the thing is getting up at 3.30 or three o'clock, excuse me, when you only have four and a half hours of sleep, because typically my kids don't let me go to bed till about 10.30. If I stay out, if I'm drinking, it's going to affect my morning, right? Like I'm going to wake up groggy. I'm going to wake up not in the best mental state in order to execute my, what I call my daily non-negotiables. Those things that I do in the morning are non-negotiable. They will get done no matter what, because that's what I have to do to be the best I can be, right? So that's, it's a way of, like you said, it's a way of evaluating anything that comes up in my life. Is this gonna help me? Is this gonna put me in a better position? Or is this gonna be detrimental to the the purpose or the jobs or responsibilities that I have to get done? If it's detrimental, I don't do it. I don't mess with it. It's simple. It makes decision-making very easy for me, honestly. That's that's the thing. So yeah, I think uh, two points that I wanted to mention. Uh, I think there is nothing wrong with once in a while, like once a year, maybe twice a year saying, okay, today I'm going to sleep in. Uh, instead of doing my morning routine, I might read my book or journal in the afternoon. Twice a year, you know, that's fine. But it's just the point is that number one, when people start off with a morning routine or a routine in general, if you start saying, um, uh, today I, I didn't have as much sleep, I'm going to not do it or I'm going to push it, that one time a week turns into two, turns into three. And then the amounts of time that you do it become less than the ones that you that you don't and then right. you stop doing it all together and then you need to start back up and starting back up is always harder than continuing on with something so you know i think that it's always difficult for people to understand stoicism because it seems so uptight so too structured almost from the outside um, but, right right like it's this <laughs> my way or the highway and but but the <laughs> exactly it can be but you can you can incorporate some well thought out and like flexibility in there for example christmas morning you might be like okay today actually i would like to sleep and uh, snuggle with my wife a little bit longer and then watch my kids unpack the presents at 5 a.m instead of doing my journaling and that's totally valid because you thought that through i mean at the same time just because we have those structures doesn't mean we're like emotionless, we're just robots right. that often stoicism is associated with right. on the that contrary. Cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, and, and you're exactly right. Like you you can I personally, sorry, I personally I don't miss on, on my morning routine. New Year's Day, I was up. Christmas Day, I was up. I get up early enough where I can still do my stuff, even if my kids get up at six, where I have had three hours to execute my non-negotiables. So it's all, for me, it's, again, it's purpose over pleasure. I have to get this stuff done. Otherwise, I'm going to be a grouch or I'm not going to perform as well. And and especially the training, like the hitting the weights in the morning to push myself into that flow state, that's essential for me. Without mm -hmm. it, my brain isn't firing right. You know, it's just, it's not how I need to be in order to be the best dad, to have the most patience with the kids. If I don't get the training in, I, I'm a little bit more irritable. It's just... It affects every other aspect of my life negatively if I don't do the morning thing. So I'll sacrifice sleep so that I am a better man and a better husband and better father to my my tribe, essentially, right? Like that's that's what it's all about for me is, is being the best I can and leading by example. I have three boys. If I sleep in every day, if I'm a, a slob, if I, I let myself go and I get 
squishy and soft, which I was there. And through this program, I've dialed it down and, and become, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I'm mm -hmm. the biggest, the most muscular with the least amount of fat that I've ever had. But it was through building the mindset that the body changed that way, right? It was a, the way I like to say it is the body is an external reflection of your internal state. So whatever's going on in your mind, if there's something that's not aligned with your purpose, you'll be able to see it physically. So mm. I have to show my kids that no matter what, they will be men, they will be husbands and fathers and, and leaders. I have to show them how to do it. So if I slack off in any way, they will see, okay, well, dad's not doing it all the time, then I don't necessarily have to do it all the time. And like you said, once you start, you, you kind of get a chink in the armor, it will spread and spread and spread. And the next thing you know, you're back to where you started. And that's not, there's a reason why you started on that self-development path in the first place. You don't want to go back there, right? So we got to consistently work. It's a daily process of consistently trying to be better. And you try as, as little as possible to take back steps. We're human. It's going to happen, right? Like I've, I've missed my wake up. I want to say it was three times in the eight months. I, I missed my three o'clock wake up. So it happens, right? But you try and limit it to as few as possible. Three times out of what, 240 days is, I'll call that a win, right? Like that's pretty consistent for me. So like I said, I, it's, it all boils down to purpose over pleasure. My job to show them how to be a man, how to lead, how to lead by example and how to handle your business so that it's not falling on somebody else to take care of you or take care of stuff that you should be doing. My wife shouldn't have to pull my weight because she has her own responsibilities, right? She's got mom and wife and, and a lot of other things that I couldn't do. So I definitely have to do what I need to do so that she's not taking over or having to take over some of my responsibilities. And then, That's I mean, that if you keep going down that path, that can cause issues between a husband and wife, right? That can breed resentment. The wife yeah. is now having to do more of your work or my work, and that's going to upset her, right? It, she should be pissed off that I'm not pulling my weight. <laughs> I don't have that, right? Like, that's not what I want. I want my wife happy and, and, and joyous and, and loving life. And if I'm not doing my job, just like if she weren't doing her job, I would have to fill in for her, right? And then so you just kind of get that that friction between the two when it's avoidable as long as I do my work. Everybody else knows what they need to do. And I'm leading by example. I love that. So, and I think, um, as you say, um, once you start slacking off, you're kind of losing not just your own trust and, and um, uh, faith in yourself, but also your wife's, your kids and, and so on. And actually, that's one thing I have found that people really respond positive to even um, acquaintances or friends initially that might be like, oh, you're so uptight. Why don't you make an exception to this and blah, blah, blah. Once they see how sturdy you are in your word, it automatically and subconsciously portrays that you're someone who's to be someone to be relied on. Like you, you will stick with what you say that you do. Whereas people that constantly go back and forth on their word and broke their break their own word to themselves as well. Like, Oh, I'm going to work out tomorrow. And then they don't. And you know, all these kind worst of things, thing to do. it's the worst thing to do, not just for yourself, but also to your, your spouse, your friends, etc. Once you show others around you, you can, you will follow through with what you say that you do that it's like a rock it's you know it's i can rely on that and that i think is so beautiful in a partnership in a re relationship 
and whatever it might be. Um, in in terms of your clients, though, because I, of course I'm I understand as you say people are human and we all come from different backgrounds. Most people tend to be brought up as people pleasers, as always yes sayers, etc. So it's like and and I say that um coming from the same background, always when there was an invitation or can you do this for me, et cetera? I used to always say like, yes, of course, and then overload myself or be late to this because I had too many things on my plate and so on. So I'm I'm wondering what your main advice is for people that want to move from that to, I have the so much clarity around my purpose and my priorities. And, and now it is easy to say no to all of these because of course that's a transition process and a, an awareness process as well. That's a good question. I think what what you have to do is honestly, you just work at it, right? You take incremental steps and you're going to stumble. I did it first, but you keep going, right? Like you never fail as long as you don't quit. So as long as you consistently work towards that ideal individual that you're you're trying to be that most elite version, people are going to respect that. And the more you work at it, the more you work at it, it becomes a, a routine. It becomes a habit. And you're habitually constructing the the individual that you want to be, right? You're habitually constructing either way. If you're you have bad habits and you're lazy and you break your commitments and you don't keep your word to yourself, not only are you you're programming your subconscious mind that hey, this guy this guy's a joke. He doesn't he doesn't keep his word to himself. And you do the same thing to your wife, like you were saying, right? Like how are you dependable? How how can I trust you if you can't even keep your word to yourself? So. That's a process though, right? You work on it and you just keep going. Don't quit because once you quit, then you do lose. But as long as you keep going, and I have a mentor that used to say, stay in the game long enough to win. Because mm. at the end of the day, you will win if you don't quit. It may be not on the timeline that you expected. You maybe had a six-month timeline to drop 10, 15, 20 pounds, whatever it is. If you don't hit that six-month timeline, you can't quit. You keep going until you get to your goal, right? Like, so that's that's what I said earlier. It's a lifelong process of becoming the most elite version of yourself. Yeah, so I love that. Quit would be my biggest biggest tip there, right? Like, keep going, keep going, <laughs> even though there's hurdles, even though you may stumble, you may get knocked down. All the things that we've all heard, you keep going, and you will get there. And it's, I experienced that personally going through this. Like, I had a hard time at first. I used to say. I, I was good with working out, right? Like I've been working out for a long time. My problem was the nutrition and most people have problems with the food, right? And controlling what they put into their mouth. And if that's where the discipline comes in and that's where you build the discipline because the most basic form of discipline is with what you put into your mouth. If you can't control that, you got issues all over the place, right? Because that's who else puts stuff into your mouth? Nobody did. You're the one that's responsible for feeding yourself. So once you are able to establish that discipline on saying no to the stuff that your body doesn't need mm -hmm. and saying yes to what you need, it's a need versus want in that situation. I want to eat cake. I love chocolate chips. That is like my kryptonite. Every night when I'm picking up the kitchen, we have chocolate chips because my wife bakes. She cooks amazing food. And I'm not going to deprive my kids of having cookies and brownies and that kind of stuff. So we have these little stashes of, of sweets here and there. I have, even now, I still struggle with not eating chocolate chips. And so I, that's where the discipline comes in, right? Like the temptation is there, but I'm disciplined enough to not screw myself over, for lack of a better term, in, in eating too much of those because it's going to take away from my, my purpose, which is creating that ideal individual. So I, I coach my clients to keep the long view 
in mind, right? Like the long view is I want to be that guy over there. It's not, I want to have these things or I want to have those cars or that house or that nice rolly, whatever it might be. It's, I want to be that guy. That guy mm -hmm. is a stud. He keeps his word. He's dependable. Mm -hmm. He's trustworthy. And because of that, he has all that cool stuff as well, right? Like he's earned that stuff because he's ascended the levels of frequencies, the of vibrations and become an elite individual. And so that's, that's my mindset towards that kind of thing is don't quit because that guy is waiting. I'm, I'm waiting to be that guy and I'm working on him or working on becoming him every day. That's why I love, love that um, tagline so much that you mentioned purpose over pleasure. Cause I mean, essentially that is saying like delay gratification for long-term okay. success in, in, in a shorter version. And I think you mentioned a lot of great points. Number one, you have a mentor. So all of us, whether that's like an actual coach or I, I've had a mentor myself for um, like various mentors for the last like five years. And I love it. I mean, essentially, it's a form of therapy and and coach and um, mm -hmm. trainer all in this in in one person. You can get so much wisdom and guidance from another person, but um, also you can learn that, from their mistakes too, right? They've already gone through this, so instead of me going through the same thing he did, I can be like, "Hey, what would you do in this situation?" And he says A, B, C, and you're like, "Yes, thank you. I didn't think of that." And so it's really a time compression thing, right? Like you're compressing the time to get to where you want to be by leaning on somebody else who's already gone through the process and has already gone through those and made those mistakes. So totally. mentors are huge. I have two of them right now. Like I have yeah. one for my real estate and one for my mindset coaching. So it, I'm still being coached, right? I'm not where I need to be. I'm not where I want to be. But well, I think purpose, I think we right? can have mentors and learn from others for the rest of our lives. And it, of course, mentorship is like the for me, it's like the pinnacle because I mean, it's one on one and you get really a lot out of it. But at the same time, we can leverage things like stoic literature, uh, like a reading yeah. practice, for instance, I think is huge in uh, not just in terms of your daily um, recalibration, but also for finding your purpose. Like if someone is starting out and they're literally like, I don't know what my priorities are, what are even like, what could my priorities be? I mean, there is so much out there. I have no idea where do, where do I start? Is it business? Is it family? I don't know. Sometimes um, you you find that out by, by reading from other people or which is another um, stoic pr practice. And I'm sure you um, engage in that too is journaling um, yep. you know, just writing down thoughts. Sometimes people are also asking, oh, what should I start with? Well, I mean, gratitude is a great place to start, but also even just like talking about your day or what's on your mind or what you're frustrated with. And then it, it, it might not be a light bulb moment, but maybe after five, six months, suddenly you find more clarity and you see, oh, maybe there is a bit of a pattern. Actually, I keep writing about uh, this and that topic. Maybe that is actually my purpose. Um, and then I would add the uh, the third prong to that. And I don't know if that is part of your morning routine or routine in general, And um, but also something that's often mentioned in Stoic literature, and that's going for walks or just seeking out stillness um, or or both ideally, of course. Um, but I think we so often, especially nowadays, and I'm just as guilty of this as every other person is uh, we, we constantly want to be entertained or even standing in the line of the grocery store. I'm um, just going to answer that message and so on. Yep. Instead of yep. simply, simply standing there or like literally having nothing in our ear. And like, I'm a huge fan of podcasts and music and whatever. So I love entertainment too, but sure. 
those those purposeful periods of stillness and it really doesn't have to be 30 minutes of course that's great but um yeah the the combination of stillness and nature is even more i think or is even better but of course uh, any kind of stillness any kind of nature whether that's together or not is is great too so i think um at least that's some, th those are the things that probably have helped me the most in my oh, I agree completely. And if you look back at, at the human history, back when we were hunter-gatherers, people did two main things, right? There was a physical activity of going out and hunting and gathering food. And then afterwards, they would come back and they would have that connection, that interpersonal connection, right, with their tribe. And that's, like you're saying, that's a, two of the main things that we've lost as a society, we don't have the personal connection. Everybody's staring at their phone, right? Like you said, in line. And most people don't do enough physical work, right? So that's why we have a lot of depression. That's why we have a lot of anxiety. It's why we have all these mental things because we've strayed so far from what our nature is as humans. We don't have that connection. And that's a big one is that, that interpersonal connection. And then being out in nature and doing the physical work, that combination of those two is what gives us contentment and just being right like I'm content with who I am where I'm at right now because I've done these things and that's very much so why my morning process I start with the prayer slash meditation and I just kind of sit for five to ten minutes while I'm waking up and I'm you know for me I talk to God and just kind of visualize and and really just kind of get my head moving in the right direction start to to think of okay this is what I need to do this is why I'm here it's my purpose over pleasure again and and then i go do the physical training right i lift the weights to get into that physical physical state of one the feeling that you have that's that's really what i chase it's not lifting the heavy weights it's not necessarily looking good although that's a benefit of it it's the mental state and the feeling that you get from doing the physical activity after you've sat and had your your time by yourself right your meditation time or your prayer time whatever floats your boat if we, I think, and that's what I coach my people, we have a daily non-negotiables and it starts with the meditation prayer. Then I go into reading. I read for 15, 20 minutes, depending on how I feel. I do my dog. I take my dog for a walk and then I, <clears throat> excuse me, and then I come back and I do my, my physical training. So I do those things every single day and that's my morning process, but it it is right in line with what you're saying, right? I need to be outside. So I go outside, take my dog for a walk and I pray and I, I meditate and then I also bring the physical aspect of it. So I try to encompass all that stuff in the morning when nobody else is up so that it's me filling my cup up. So that I, excuse me, so that I can pour into others. Because if you don't spend time on yourself, we've all heard it, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Or we've heard the, the flight attendant analogy when the mask drops from the, the ceiling, they tell you to put the mask on yourself first before you can help anybody else. So it's the same thing in life, right? You can't help somebody else if you're not helping yourself. And so that's the whole purpose of my morning process is to be there. And so it, it yes, long story short, yes, I completely agree with what you say there. It's it's very important for us. And most of us don't get it. And that's why we have a lot of issues that we're all dealing with. Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned such a great point with the physical work. Um, and But I think um, as opposed to, or rather than just looking at it as a physical work, thing um i think it comes down to just overcoming 
something hard, right? Like what, and, and nowadays like cold plunges are super popular and whatever, like it might be like, you know, the hardest workout, it doesn't matter whether it's um that physical labor. And of course the beauty of that is at the end of the day, usually you see all you've created uh, right. a nice flower bed or like whatever it is. So you have like a visible result. Um, right. But also just like that, overcoming things nowadays we have it everything is so convenient so easy and of course we're like kind of primed to never to 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 tend towards that because it's like we want to stay in our comfort zones but then once you overcome that every I'm sure every day that you finish your morning routine you're like damn that was good exactly, <laughs> exactly right. it's that feeling of okay because and and really our society has become so soft because of the convenience, right? Like we don't, people want to be comfortable. People don't want to challenge themselves. So they don't want to push themselves. We're all soft. Mm -hmm. And to make it, to make your life hard on purpose, to attack the hard stuff, to run after the pain, to embrace the pain, stoicism there, that builds you up, right? It, it makes you so much stronger so that when you do have adversity come to you, you're already prepared. You're mentally and physically prepared because you've done the work and challenged yourself before life challenged you so it's all in preparation for the the nonsense that's coming your way be, that is life right everybody's going to have those hurdles and those downturns and those obstacles but the ones that are the most successful through those are the ones that are prepared the right way and it's it's about going after the hard stuff making your life as hard as you can so that you're mentally strong enough and, and physically strong enough to handle that right like when you choose that path and you overcome that stuff, like you said, that feeling that you have of, of success and overcoming is there's nothing that matches that. There's nothing that rivals it because you chose the hard path. When everybody else is choosing to sleep in, to hit their snooze button, when you get up at three o'clock in the morning and you're done with your morning workout, you've done everything. By the time most people are waking up, you do that every day for a year. You've done so much more work than the average person in a year that you're mm -hmm. so far ahead there's no reason why you wouldn't you look back at that year that you just smoked everybody and there's no wonder there's no like no question as to why you are so so much further ahead than the people that you started with like your friends that didn't want to put in that work it's it's clear why you've far surpassed their level of life because you put in the work you went after the hard path and they stayed soft and and hit the snooze button and chose the, the path of convenience Totally. Yeah, I think there is a isn't there the saying where it's like, um, do more hard things and life will be easy. And if you only do easy things, life will be hard. I totally agree with that. I, I, I do think or I have to admittedly say that um, the hardest stoic um, phrase for me to accept is uh, one which is called, I think, amorifati, which means um, love fate. So love everything that comes your way, not just tolerate and handle but love fate and i think that's so such a hard thing to do yeah. like well, if especially you have when it's day. negative stuff when yeah. the negative stuff comes at you it's like especially after you choose the hard path and then it comes like really but again right that's the mindset shift should be this is opportunity coming at me now i have another thing that i can overcome and i can exactly. smash this too and i'm going to be that much better because of it but that's hard right even for me that's still hard when stuff happens it's like uh, okay takes a second but it's like okay now if i can do this which i believe i can do how much better am i going to be on the other side 
Totally. So yeah, it's that is I agree. That's the hardest one to to really swallow <laughs> and and ingest and be like, okay, let's do this. It, it it's hard. <laughs> because I mean, on the face of it, who's gonna automatically think like, oh yay, we've just had a flooding. That's great. Another opportunity to learn. Right? Now <laughs> I, I just... get to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, it's hard, and that's I mean that's what makes us stronger though, right? Is is still choosing to be positive and still choosing to see it as opportunity even though it's it's a horrible situation to be in um it's it's a it's it's an opportunity <laughs> yeah um I, another um stoic phrase which i am curious uh in terms of your uh, thoughts on or not not necessarily um a phrase but uh, a story from i think it's um meditations marcus or aurelius where he shares uh, or where he basically says every day he looks at his son um he imagines his son to be dead and i mean the phrase is uh, memento mori i think um so like um think of death so every day meditate on your on on on, on not just your death but on your children's death. And um, I don't have any children. Uh, nonetheless, I do think of uh, or accept death and think of death um, nearly daily uh, to, to try and accept it. Um, uh, but as a father, I'm I'm curious about your thoughts because yeah, what is that like? That is that is something that I still struggle with. Like we're all gonna die, right? I, I am well aware of that. I accept the fact that I'm gonna die my kids will die too right we're all human it is what it is that's it's it's going to happen i choose not to dwell on that because i i focus on my current purpose of becoming the best version for them right they're gonna live longer than i am god willing and i need to show them how to live so i focus on that i'm well aware that they will die i will die that's that's part of life i don't dwell on that i don't focus on that so much i choose to be of the positive side and i and that's kind of where i i guess i would say i split from stoicism i don't focus on that aspect i'm well aware of it i self-eulogize all the time what would what are my kids going to say about me when i die am i living in a way that they will be proud that they will be like he was the man he did his stuff he showed us how to live he took care of his responsibilities he didn't complain even when it was bad and even when he was hurt, he still handled his business. That is my goal, right? So I focus on that. I don't really focus on their dying so much. I, yeah, and I, I think that's acceptable. I mean, like uh, still in the sense of stoicism, focus on the things you can control and not the ones right. that you can't. I mean, that's, that, that's yeah. perfect. I think as long as we have that acceptance and that awareness of like, it can happen at any time and therefore be grateful therefore use the time that you're given and wisely um yeah, be present yeah. be present every moment because like exactly. you said you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring if it will even come right like that's why i start my day with gratitudes thank mm -hmm. you for giving me another day i i've got at least this morning i may not make it past this morning but at least i'm awake so that i can start trying to be the best guy again right i can put that work in to try and become elite and it's um, that's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I guess, and and another few questions in terms of um, parenthood, fatherhood, etc. Since I don't have that perspective, uh, one of the things that I often hear is, uh, or just observe as well, uh, how difficult it really is to quote unquote balance. I don't like that word in word in that context text, but um, balance, you know, professional goals, family goals, personal stuff. Um, 
do you find that your clients struggle with that too? And what is the main advice there? Because of course, uh, yeah, ideally we'd like to say like, oh yeah, do everything as best as you can, full stop. But I mean, <laughs> there's only 24 yeah. hours in a day. So yes. yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I just got off a call with one of my clients right before this and he is having, he, he's been with me 10 days now. And so he's just starting to really catch a stride and, and get into this. So he is, there's a little bit of friction between him and his wife because he's, he's tired. So he's starting to get forgetful and he's not doing basic things that he said, like he mentioned that his wife asked him to fold the laundry before he left today. And he didn't. So he's knows that she's going to be upset when she gets home because the pile of laundry is still there. Ultimately the way I say it and the way I view it and some people may not like it, but you have to get your shit done. Excuse my language, but stuff needs to get done no matter what, right? Again, it goes back to the purpose of a pleasure. So you got to find a way to make it work. It just has to get done, right? So that's that's how I approach it. Like in balance, I don't believe in balance. I believe putting in the amount of time necessary to the task that it that it merits, right? So my kids and my wife, they get the vast majority of my time. I get to myself, I get my three hours in the morning and my clients, I structure my schedule so that my clients get their time in the available time that I have. That's not going towards my family. I put my family first. Those are the direct lives that I I'm in, not in control of, but in control of at the same time, right? Like I don't control them, but my job is to make sure that everything that they have is provided for. They have no wants or needs and that they're comfortable outside of that it's left for my clients. Right. So then I, I try and pepper in those where they fit and, you know, obviously work with their schedules to make it work, but there's a list of priorities. It goes family. Well, me, I put myself first, right. That's why I get up early so that I can be the best I can for my family, then my family, and then everything else, everything else gets fit in how it is and I'll get it done. However, I have to get it done. It, it's it's time to go. As simple as the advice sounds, I actually really like it because um, that means, you know, if you, if you have, if you're a businessman or whatever, you know, and, and you know, you're, that is also really important to you. You might not have the flexibility in terms of time with clients, et cetera, that you or I have, um, but then outsource more stuff, maybe get a meal prep service, maybe hire a coach so that you don't need to think about your training program get someone to cut the lawn because um, you don't want to, uh, or, or, you know, those kind of things, trying to, trying to outsource there, um, try like see what meetings you can take online so that you might not have to go to the office all five days of the week or like whatever it is. But it's actually like, at first when you said that, I was like, hmm, I don't know how helpful that is to some people, but really it is actually, it really entails. If, if you want to get it done, you'll find a way, right? Like they say where there's a will, there's a way. And the way I approach it is there's not a will. It's a must. Mm -hmm. This will get done. It has to get done because that's my job. My job is to do X, Y, and Z. And you got no chance of stopping me from getting X, Y, and Z done. Unless you'd like take me out and put me in the hospital where I physically can't move and do that. I'm going to get it done. And I have to, because that's my responsibility, right? That's my job is to execute on these three things or whatever number of things that have to get done. I have to get them done and they will get done because that's what I'm supposed to do. It falls back to purpose over pleasure, right? Like it may be detrimental to me in the short term to get my stuff done, but in the long term, I've kept my word, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've said that I'm going to do these things. 
to my friends, my family, whoever it might be, my clients, I'm going to do those things. If I can't do it, I'm going to say no. Mm -hmm. It's just plain and simple. I'm not going to overcommit. I'm going to make sure that I have well, an appropriate time. That's for the thing that. I think uh, that a lot of people struggle with too. And, and that I think um, should be the second advice, advice after just get it done um, or, or I guess outsourcing more, maybe cut down on more of the stuff that doesn't need to be done because right. let's face it, majority of people also probably including myself, we do a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be done at all, <laughs> or it's just sure. a time waster. Do you like, do you really need to go to your second cousin's whatever birthday party on the Saturday when you should be resting up to be fulfilled for the week probably not um right. or do you need to go to that second work dinner for the week probably not you should probably spend it with time with your family A and so on like if we really go through our lives i'm sure there everyone can like find some stuff that actually doesn't need to be done not even talking about social media time or whatever i mean that's just right. time that's, a huge, that's a huge one how many hours do people send spend on the phone just scrolling mindlessly right like there's no It's nice to stay connected with certain people, right? That you, you don't live around. Maybe you went to school with them a long time ago. But at the end of the day, those people aren't in your daily life. They don't have any effect on your life. Why are you spending your energy? And my, my mentor says, it's an energy leak, right? You only have the, the one resource that you can never create is more energy. You, yes. you can't create it. You can't destroy it, right? It can only transfer. So why would you use or let your energy leak into some area that is not beneficial or not important to you at the end of the day. That's where I think a lot of us lose, lose time for lack of a better word, right? Like we, we let little things affect us. And like you said earlier, you focus on the stuff that you can control and not the stuff that you have no control over. That's very stoic principle there, right? If I sit and worry about what this guy went to high school with, what he's doing in his family, Instead of what's going on in my house, my priorities are messed up, right? Yeah. Like I need to reevaluate what I'm focusing on and where I'm spending my energy on. I should not care about that. I should be caring about the three boys that I have, the wife that I have, my house, my responsibilities to them. And so I think it's a, a refocusing of our, our energy to the main things that are really important. And some people may not understand what's important to them. I think what you need to do is, okay, if these things weren't in your life, how would you feel? Mm. Pull everything out. Do you miss your wife? Do you miss your kids? Obviously you should, right? Some, some may not, but I, I think that's a good way of evaluating whether or not something should, you should continue to do something. If I don't do it, what's going to happen? What's the worst case? Yeah. If it's not going to kill you, if it's not going to be detrimental to your daily life, it's not going to be detrimental to your main important relationships. Maybe it's something that you cut out. And then you're freeing up time to focus time and energy, right? Because energy is the most important thing. You're freeing up the energy that you're spending or you're leaking into that area. You can put it into the positive stuff into maybe you can take that time and energy and build yourself up so that you're better for your family. So that you're, you're more responsible. You're a more elite version. You're creating that ideal individual and giving that person to the people that matter instead of worrying about John from high school, who's got three dogs And he just bought this new car and he has this cool house, <laughs> whatever it might be, right? Like it, that's irrelevant to your life. It doesn't matter. John lives in New York and you're in Arizona and it's like, okay, cool. Facebook is great, but 
I didn't go to my kid's soccer game because I was on Facebook, you know, stuff like that, where you, 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 you spend your energy on something that's irrelevant when there's stuff that you're letting go by that should catch all of your attention, catch all of the energy that you can spend on it. I think people, if they were to evaluate it or look at things that way, they would have priority changes and they mm -hmm. would devote more energy and time to the things that are actually important and that actually are in alignment with their purpose versus kind of flying around looking at shiny objects and all that other kind of stuff that we tend to do. I think that's a, a beautiful um, message to finish with. So if people take one thing away, then yeah, focusing on the things that are important and that we can't control, that should be it. And everyone should go and uh, learn some more from the Level Up Dad on Instagram um, or email as well as uh, the Level Up Dad at gmail.com. Anywhere else that um, people should go or is this no, on, on Instagram, I document my daily process. I document what I do from my morning ritual to how I interact with my family to how I view life i do a little bit of pontificating every now and then so just kind of my points of views on things and with the goal of trying to just really show people what they can do right i'm not an ultimate authority on anything but this is what i do and these are the effects of what i do so you can take from it what you want and implement what you want but here's proof of what can happen if you do these things so instagram is where i'm at and that's where i, I live cool well thank you so much for your time patrick it's been a pleasure having you on Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.